0: Right. I was hoping, uh, am I on here? Yes, got it. I was hoping that they would make it back in time, but uh, I think we still got some. Uh, Demarcus, what in the world are you doing here? Aren't you in the skit? What, she forgot you and left you out? Do you feel rejected? (laughs) I don't know how they did that Um, because she was supposed to have all the characters in there, so forgive her. She probably just didn't write you in. I know you hate it not being over there for that. I want you to go to Luke chapter nine. Luke chapter nine, I'm going to start at verse thirty-seven. Luke chapter nine, verse thirty-seven. Now I'm just I'm gonna just warn you. This is gonna be a little bit of a a unique message, and it's gonna cover a a lot of of scripture that we're gonna read. But uh, it's just a very very important message. Um, my son-in-law have done a and I, when they came and visited with us, and we've been talking for some time now, uh, it, it is amazing how much we're into a spiritual warfare. And he addressed uh, some of that on on Wednesday night. They've really been learning, really been growing. They've gone through a lot themselves. And and the truth is, you just have to face the reality that we're in a battle. We're we're in a battle, and and we and we've got to fight that battle. And. And uh, we have the ability to win that battle. So I want you to look at Luke chapter 9, verse 37. It says, And it came to pass that on the next day that when they were come down from the hill, much people met him. And behold, a man of the company cried out, saying, Master, I beseech thee, look upon my son, for he is mine only child. And lo, a spirit taketh him, and he suddenly crieth out, and it teareth him that he foameth again, and bruising him hardly departeth from him. And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not. And Jesus answering said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and suffer you? Bring thy son hither. And as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. And Jesus rebuked the, the unclean spirit and healed the child, And delivered him again to his father. Pray. Father, I pray that you bless this morning. Holy Spirit of God, I especially need you today. Holy Spirit, I I ask you please to to clear my mind. Dear Jesus, I need a a clean, clear mind. Lord, I've had so many thoughts on my on my mind it seems the last two or three weeks are just uh going from one weary day to the next and the one question of the future about my father to the next and but lord it's time now to preach it's time now to teach and lord i ask you please in the name of your son jesus that you would build a mighty hedge of protection around this place And that you would fill me with thy spirit and you would guide my mind and my thoughts that I might be a help and blessing to somebody. I need thee. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now so many in this world have been hurt, been abused, I almost hate to use the term, but been molested, suffered injustice. And so many carry this hurt believing there's a, no escape from the pain. For years now, we've my wife and I have counseled with so many, and I'll be honest with you, it's amazing how many marital problems, how many just emotional problems. If the, the root cause is, is some, some pain, some injustice, something that they suffered in the I just want to start my message, just make the statement, Satan is a deceiver. Revelation chapter 20, verse 2 and 3 says, He laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil. And Satan and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. But notice what it says. He has been deceiving the nations. And we're in that time period right now where he's still deceiving the nations. Clearly, Satan is presently involved in deception, for until this moment in Revelation, he goes about to deceive and devour the nations, of course, that devour comes from another passage of scripture. But he will devour, and <clears throat> listen to me. He devours by deception. His deception often mixes truth with lies. So he's he is a deceiver, and he deceives often by mixing truth with lies. That's the, that's the greatest deception when he came to Eve from the very beginning. That's, that's what he began to do. He, he, he told her, he said, uh, yeah, you, you, you can be like God. You can, you know, you can know good and evil. Well, uh, was that the truth? Yes. She knew good and she would know evil. But what was he offering her? He was, not, he was only offering her evil because she already knew good. He will devour by deception. His deception mixes truth with lies. Satan is a deceiver, and Satan is a liar. John 8, 44 says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. God says not only is a liar, he's where all lies began. He's, he is the father of all lies. We also see that Satan, the scripture says, he's a murderer. Satan is a murderer. He's a murderer today as he murdered Adam and Eve. You say, well, he didn't kill. Oh, he did. He brought through his lies and through his deception, he brought to them death. It was eternal death. He murders with half-truths and lies and deceit. He murders by causing us to become discouraged and hopeless in, lie, in life. And he does that through his lies. He tells us lies. He tells us that we can never have it better. We can never get peace. We can never escape. And can I tell you, those are lies. But sadly, many people believe those lies. They, I'll be honest with you, right now, pray I, I, the. My dad is at that point where he just believes he cannot recover. He's, he's giving up. And, and, and listen, I, I understand he's 87 years old. And I understand he's very, very weary. But, but and, and it may be his time to go to heaven. But can I tell you, uh, that that's somebody whispering in his ear telling him to give up. He murders by causing us to become discouraged and hopeless in life. He murders by leading man. Listen to this. He murders many people eternally by leading man to question the Word of God. I've told so many people over this world and continue to tell our church, the big problem even in Christianity is this. We really don't believe this is the Word of God. If it did we would live differently. If we, if we did we would believe it and 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 we would commit it to our lives, but we look at it as a good book. We look at it as as good principles. We look at it as something man wrote that somehow man was inspired in a different way than this than we believe this is inspired this is inspired by God, but we don't believe that. So you say oh oh yeah I do. Okay? Then how do you live? satan murders by deceiving and deceiving the nations about salvation but he doesn't stop even there after someone is saved and he's lost that battle of of our salvation he continues to seek to destroy the life you know that and i say this and i will keep saying it because we have a lot of new people coming in but a lot of people believe once you trust Christ, then, then everything's going to go good now. Health and wealth gospel, you know, it's going to go great. Everything, God's going to be good because God loves me. And so he's going to make everything good for me. Uh, listen, there's still a deceiver in this world. The prince and power of the air, the ruler of this world, he's there to destroy you. You say, well, I'm already saved. Yet, yeah, Listen, he's after you because he doesn't want your life to be used for God. Spurgeon, uh, who was called the Prince of Preachers uh, from the 1800s, said this. He says, if he cannot destroy, he will disturb. If he cannot kill, he will wound. What he's saying is, if, if you've already gotten saved, then uh, he's still after you. He's still trying to wound you. He's still trying to destroy. And can I tell you how he does that? With his, with his lies and his deception? In our passage, he tormented this young man, but it, it, something you have to notice that even when Jesus came, here's what scripture says, and as he was yet a coming, the devil threw him down and tear him. Do you know, right when Jesus was coming to this young man, the devil said, I got this one last chance to destroy him. And he went after him with a vengeance. You know, there may be somebody sitting in this room right now that you're not saved. You may wish you were, you may think you are, you may hope you are, but you're not saved. You don't know really 100% sure that you're saved. And, And can I tell you... There, every reason, every lie from Satan will come into your mind before this is all done. That's why I pray a hedge of protection uh, around this place because I want God to let your ears be open to the truth because Satan will send his imps of hell to try to lie to you. There are, uh, God, in the scripture, says, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. You notice the terminology there? It calls it a spirit of fear. And you know, we have, there are spirits that will try to bring fear to us. There are spirits that will try to bring, they will bring deception to us. There are spirits of lying that will bring lies to us and they speak to us and they tell us that we can't know for sure we're going to heaven. You can only hope so. You don't believe so that maybe when it's all said and done and you take that last breath, there'll be a balance there and hopefully you've done enough good or been good enough. Surely it'll weigh out right. That's a lousy way to live and that's not scriptural. Being justified by faith thereby we have peace with God. And you can't have peace until you know 100% sure you're on your way to heaven. Every any other belief is is doubt and any other belief it, it keeps you in that doubt and confusion all of your days. Satan makes a last-ditch effort to destroy this board before Jesus casts him out. Satan makes every, uh, every effort to intensify his effort. He intensifies his effort uh, if you're considering Christ for salvation. If you're here right now, he's, he's trying to get in these doors. He's trying to make his way in here. He's trying to make his way to your head, and that's why I, I will pray again. I'll pray uh, before we conclude that God would would build a hedge of protection around you that you would turn back that that influence will try to turn you away from the gospel of christ satan makes every uh effort to keep you from considering Christ and and he intensifies his effort on a Christian when the Christian begins to make decisions to follow Christ and his word so he doesn't just try to keep you from trusting Christ he even comes and intensifies his effort after you've trusted Christ to keep you from following Christ please don't get spooked on me here this morning all right I mean I feel like sometimes when we start to talk about the the, the spiritual battle that we're in, the people think, oh, you know, what's he doing here? Uh, This is just, it's in the Scripture, folks. It's real. Understanding the methods of our attacker will better help us fight the battle. You see... uh, When, when I was seventeen years years old, and you've heard so many stories, but when around I was seventeen years old, I was in, uh fighting the AAU boxing tournament here in Memphis and and uh, I, and in there you know the tournament was for the the, the Memphis city championship and, and so I was in that tournament before, in preparation to go to that tournament, uh, I fought against a, um, uh, the the welterweight champion southeastern welterweight champion that's southeastern is five states. Uh, where they have a a five-state championship southeastern and so uh i I fought the southeastern welterweight champion and the reason i fought him is they wanted me to learn how to deal with somebody who was really fast in case i got in the ring in the in the tournament against somebody that was very quick and so uh, I fought against that so I could learn to, to deal with speed. And then uh, the, the very next week on a Friday night, I fought the Southeastern heavyweight champion. And I fought him because they were trying to get me to understand power and strength and how to deal with that. Well, I can tell you how to deal with that, stay away from it. And so because uh, that guy about ripped my head off. And so, uh, but, and the, the week after that, I fought against uh, the, uh, a, a boy who had, he won the tournament the previous year, and he has now gone open. You know, there's novice fighters and then open fighters, just a, a level above. They fought more fights, and he was he was about 6'2", and he was a southpaw. He was a left-hander. Well, I'd never fought a left-hander before, but they were putting me in the ring because I might have to fight a southpaw in the tournament. So they wanted me to understand how it felt for the right hand to be leading and coming instead of the left hand. It, it, it's completely different, and and so... uh uh you know i i, I wanted to fight that against this guy he was the light heavyweight champion and i beat him i was a middleweight before you get too excited i beat him because he hit me in the forehead and broke his hand in three places and so it was an article came in the paper it said "Stonehead hooker wins and so um so I, i'll take it any way i can get it actually but but the uh but what they were doing is they were trying to prepare me for what I might face. Now, I got it in the, uh, and it, it got me through. I won the Memphis City Champion. I went to the Southeastern Champions, got to the semifinals of the Southeastern Champions, uh, Championship, and, and I fought somebody it was called a counterpuncher. Here's the problem. I'd never seen a counterpuncher before. I'd never faced a counterpuncher before. And I lost that fight. It was a three-round decision, and I lost that fight. You know, I really, to this day, I believe I lost that fight because I'd never learned the methods, the technique, the way of a counterpuncher. You know why we're losing a fight against the devil? Is because we don't know his devices. We don't know how he's fighting. We don't realize when he's lying to us. We don't recognize it as a lie and the reason we don't recognize it as a lie forgive me folks is because we really don't know the truth well enough the truth will set us free and and you know the scripture says we will be free indeed and you know what i mean that means we really will be free we'll be free now i just want to and again I, i've got to hurry when we begin our journey with God, we will continue to fight battles with satanic forces because up to this point, Satan had residence and authority in us. You know, before you're sa- saved, uh, Satan pretty much has all, all of you. He has control of you. The scripture calls it strongholds, and those strongholds will can carry over in you until uh, uh, after you're saved. It, it, you say, what's a stronghold? Uh, many people describe it like a fortress inside of you, that Satan has has that fortress inside of you and he has that stronghold inside of you where he has control of you and he does that through his lies and his deception now as i said the scripture calls it strongholds that they're built by satan's demons to reside and control and influence us no, I'm not saying demon possession as most of us think of it, but especially for a Christian, it'd be a, a strong demonic influence. And you say, can I be influenced by demonic forces, by satanic power? Yeah, you can. You know, can I tell you, we make decisions all the time that were nothing more than lies from Satan. We really do. Spurgeon again said it this way. He said, in some men's hearts, the deceiver dwells at ease. Like a monarch in his palace, their minds are his favorite mansions. He goes in and out as he pleases and makes himself comfortable at home. He counts the man's nature as his own inheritance and works his own evil pleasure in him. The deceived man yields his members as instruments of unrighteousness and is willingly held enthralled. All the man's faculties are the many chambers for Satan to dwell in, and his emotions are many fires and forges for Satan to work with. That's Satan, what they call, again, the prince of preachers, and he's saying that Satan has great influence even, or can have great influence even after we're saved. Because we make make decisions that are satanic at times. They're contrary to the Word of God. Now, this may be somewhat discouraging, but we who are born again uh, by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, do not have to continue in this mental torment brought by Satan. We don't have to, to be controlled. We don't have to yield to his influence. We don't have to have this happiness. We have, listen to me now, we have the authority of Jesus Christ. We have strength, but it's not our strength. We have authority, but it's not our authority. If you're a believer today, you're not exempt from the attack. You are a prime for attack. The world hated Christ and will hate you. Satan hates Christ and hates you. We face attack in many forms, but today I want to address the attack One attack that Satan brings, and this is the one I just want to address here today. He he comes and attacks so many ways. But here's the one attack that I'm trying to get across today. This is an attack of doubt. He comes with doubt. Satan brings doubt into our lives. He brings doubt by lies and deception. Doubt is our great enemy. Doubt is Satan's great weapon. Doubt is is our great danger, for it is when we doubt was uh, for when doubt overtakes us that we are susceptible to giving up and listen to me his great power he has no power to destroy us because he can do nothing that God does not allow he cannot destroy me but what he can do is he can bring me to the point that I just want to give up he can cause me to doubt so many things this Satan begins by attempting to cause us to doubt God's Word. Listen, God has promises. I tell people all the time, and please get this saying, uh, I hope it planned in your mind, uh, God never promised us that we wouldn't have problems. He never said that. He never said that a Christian wouldn't have problems. I don't care who preaches that that's true. He never said we wouldn't have problems. Watch this. He gave us promises to get us through them. The Word of God. But Satan tells us to doubt the Word of God that it can't get us through. God can't get you through this. This is so bad. God can't get you through. Listen, that's a lie. God can get you through anything. Number two, it's truly uh, God. He, Satan tempts, tempts tempts us or is attempting to cause us to believe that the Word of God is not inspired that it's just a compilation of good men's thoughts Satan attempts to cause us to doubt God's love through our negative circumstances Here, right now somebody is going through some tough circumstances and and, and those circumstances watch as uh, uh david said he fighting daily wearyeth me and it's that wearying circumstances uh, uh miss lynn i worry about you so much i pray for you so much because i'm so worried that you're you're going to weary yourself trying to take care i know you love and i know you're good but i worry that you're going to get weary listen if you get weary give me a call I'm I'll understand. I'm wore out. Okay? I'll be with you, but but don't get weary in well doing. so what happens is as we get weary in these circumstances, we just think there's no hope. You might be in a in a marriage, you just think there's no hope. You may be in a financial situation, you just think there's no hope. Let me look, so long as you're breathing, and so long as God is alive and He's never gonna die, there's hope. Satan attempts to cause us to doubt that God's forgiveness is real and emphasizes. He always tells us about our unworthiness. He's the accuser. You know what he does? He comes to accuse us. And I tell you, sometimes he falsely accuses us, and sometimes the, the accusation is true. But what we feel, what he, what he puts in that accusation is this lie that we can't be forgiven. And can I tell you, there's nothing that God can't forgive. You say, but what about this sin? God can forgive it. But what about God can forgive it? He didn't, he didn't put certain sins. He said if we confess our sin, he didn't label them. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hey, did you hear that? From all Unrighteousness, He'll cleanse us. Satan attempts to create doubt, and that doubt uh, to diminish our hope in these negative circumstances. Satan attempts to create doubt in God's provision for us. Uh, You know, I think of the 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 poor Coleman family. They they were trying so hard to get here and get here for church, and and uh, and they got this sweet family here. And I wish they could meet the Coleman family. Maybe they could come back tonight and. And see the Coleman family. But you know they, they're trying to get moved down here. And, and he wrote me uh, about noon yesterday. And he said, Brother Hooker, we're not going to get away when I thought we would. He said, this is more than I thought. Has anybody ever moved? I wanted to write back and say, son, it's not more, it's endless. Because every time you think you about got it, it's more. And so they got away at 11 o'clock last night. Started their trip after loading all night, the night before and all day. And they got away. And I just wrote him back and I said, don't, don't try to get here. I just told him, I said, look, I'll take care of your hotel. Just stop someplace, go to bed. But you know what? They're coming, no job. Don't know where they're going to live. And they're moving here. And folks, pray for them and be good to them because they're scared, slapped to death. They really are. They're coming by faith. And can I tell you, you still get scared in faith. Satan attempts to create doubt in our prayers or that God hears our prayers or will answer our prayers. You ever been out praying and all of a sudden just got flooded with doubt in your mind that God's going to hear this? That's the lie of Satan. That's Satan's lies. Don't believe it. And we got to do something about it, and I'll tell you in just a second. that Satan attempts to create doubt that we can overcome the sin that so easily besets us. It may be an addiction. It may be a hindrance. It, it may be an aggravation. It may be an anger or, uh, or depression or maybe some sensual sin, and we think we cannot. I just can't as- Yeah, you can. Satan attempts to create doubt in our minds that we can have victory over him. All this doubt he creates through lies and deception. But listen to me, we have an advocate. We have some, First John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says, My little children, these things write I unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. We have in us, uh, we have his authority, and his authority is over Satan and over all the imps of hell. Jesus is over all. Matthew 7, 28 and 29 says, It came to pass when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. The great failure of Christianity today is if is we see the strength of Satan, but we do not understand that no matter how strong he appears to be, he is no match for the name of Jesus. John 14. 12 through 14 says, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and the greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, and whatsoever ye shall ask in my name. Listen to what it says now. whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it philippians chapter 2 verse 9 through 11 wherefore god also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow of the things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father luke chapter 10 verse 17 says "And the 70 returned again With joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said unto them I beheld Satan as a lightning uh, as lightning fall from he- from heaven behold I give unto you your you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you notwithstanding in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven Matthew 18 uh, 18 says verily I say unto you whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, Heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven again I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name there are there I am uh, am I in the midst of them why are these verses so important because we must understand that there is authority in the name of Jesus you know, for years and years, way back in the 70s and 80s, uh, uh, the Baptists had to come back and say, you know what? We've too long strayed away from the Holy Spirit because it seemed that some had gone uh, into what we'd call wildfire. But you know what? The Holy Spirit is real. Amen? And you know, the Holy Spirit is very important to us. And the Holy Spirit, we need him and we need his power. We need his strength. We need his guidance. It says the Spirit will guide us into all truth. We need him. But can I tell you, there's another place that we've just kind of shied away from, and that's the name of Jesus Christ. I don't mean just saying his name. I mean understanding that the name is his authority. And when we pray, we're praying subjected and yielded to him. And when we do that, then we can use his name. When we pray according to his will, we can use his name we pray according to our will we have no right to to utter his name no matter what you're going through there's power through the through prayer in the name of jesus we pray in the name of jesus the evil one the strong man must leave satan is lying to some of you right now for he's telling you that you're like the disciples from our text remember our text Uh, they could not cast out the demon and as soon as you read that what happens to some you start to think well, you know, yeah, sorry, but I'm going to be one of the disciples. If if I, if I try to tell the demonic forces and the lies and in my head to leave me, uh, that you know they're not going to leave. Now, watch this. Now, watch this. Listen to what the scripture says. You always got to look at really close at what the scripture says. In verse 40, it says this: "And I besought thy disciples to cast him out, and they could not." Watch this now. They could not because we can't. No, Jesus has to cast them out. They could not uh, because they were doing it in their own strength. The disciples had to learn a great truth. It was not their power or their authority, it was only through the authority of the name of Jesus. And listen, they learned it. Listen to this in Acts chapter 4, verse 8, then Peter filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Jesus, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the death, even by him doth this man stand here whole before you. We can't force anything out. Several times over the past few weeks, I've felt overwhelmed and even discouraged. I'm, I'm going to be straightforward with you, folks. This old body's just been about wore out and emotionally and physically as I've gone through this last three, three weeks with my dad. Several times, Satan has whispered in my ear that I'm failing this church. because I've not been available to you like I should have. Several times I've been out beginning to pray in weariness and began to think, Father, my prayers are being unanswered. Several times I've felt discouraged and unworthy, For I'm flesh and blood like everyone in this room. But listen to me. Thankfully, I learned a long time ago When those thoughts and those feelings come upon me. I've learned that it's an attack of Satan's lies. An attack and it's his deception. And I've learned that I have authority through the name of Jesus to command this lying, deceiving spirit to leave me alone. I have authority in the name of Jesus to receive God's peace, joy, and assurance, and even confidence as I go through these days of weariness and heavy heartedness. God is able. Luke chapter 1 says and behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end Jesus is king he will never step down from the throne he has authority in this world he has authority in heaven and earth and, and you can think I'm spooky, you can think I'm weird, but I stop. When, when I start to have these doubts, I simply say, Dear God, in the name of your son Jesus, I'm washed in the blood of the Lamb. I'm a born again child of God. I am a joint heir with Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I'm telling this and this demonic influence to leave me alone. And you can believe it or not but bless God every time I pray that prayer my Jesus gives me peace because they can't stand in the presence of the authority of Jesus Christ And some of you are too long have been haunted by these lies in your head They don't have to stay there Are you child of God That as a child of God, I'm a joint heir with Christ. I'm a son of the king. And I have authority. No, I have his authority. I've said this to you before, but I was a police officer. And I still carry a badge. I don't use it to enforce the law. I use it to escape the law. (laughs) But if I walk up into a crowd and I walk up to something that's going on that shouldn't be going on, and I walk up and say, stop. They look at me and say, who do you think you are? And I do this. And do you know a lot of times the attitude changes? I haven't changed. I'm the same person I always was. The authority changed. And see, when I stand and try to fight Satan, he says, come on, son, I'm going to whoop the snot out of you. I know you shouldn't say that in church, but it just comes out. (laughs) But when I look and say, I'm not fighting you. I have a brother. He's my older brother. His name is Jesus. And I come in the authority and power of Jesus Christ. You know what I'm telling you? You and your lies have got to leave. Through Jesus, through the name of Jesus Christ, you've got to go. And they can't stay. They cannot stay. They can't supersede his authority. And if there's something we've been missing In our Christianity, and I'm going to be teaching more on it, but we have been so powerless while we have omnipotent power that has given us eternal life, has looked at us and said, all you got to do is call for me in my name. And that demonic spirit has to go. You say, really, demonic spirits... Folks, read the Bible. They're real. And they lie. Because their father is a liar. And he's the father of all lies. I hope this is not misunderstood at all. I'm I'm trying to help a lot of people that have been hurt and they've lived a lie, believing a lie. You can be set free from anything that attacks you, controls you right now, if you're a child of God. If you're a child of God, if you're not a child of God, right now, Satan is allowed free reign to your mind, to your thoughts, to your life because you have not the authority of Jesus. Father, I pray that you bless Lord Jesus.